This episode is brought to you by Pepsi Wild Cherry. Pepsi Wild Cherry is bursting with delicious cherry flavor and a sweet, crisp taste that gives you more to go wild for. Getting wild may look different these days, but whether it's opting for a solo Friday binge watch or a big night out, everyone can indulge in their wild side with Pepsi Wild Cherry, also available in Zero Sugar. So grab a Pepsi Wild Cherry and get wild. The Hockey Gambling Podcast on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network is brought to you by DraftKings Sportsbook. Download the app now and use code SGP. New customers can score $200 in bonus bets instantly when they bet just $5 on football. Only on DraftKings Sportsbook with code SGP. We're also brought to you by GameTime. Snag the tickets without the stress. Use promo code SGPN on your first purchase to save $20. Download the GameTime app and use promo code SGPN. We're also brought to you by Underdog Fantasy. Play the Underdog Pick'em in college or NFL and win up to 20 times in one game. Use promo code SGPN at Underdog Fantasy for 100% deposit bonus up to $100. Finally, we're brought to you by Hall of Fame Bets, the sports betting research platform for parlays, player props, and game lines. Download the Hall of Fame Bets app or visit hofbets.com and use code SGPN to get 50% off your first month and start making smarter bets today. everybody welcome to the hockey gambling podcast on the sports gambling podcast network my name is talent jack it's joined by your host we got ryan gilbert and we got the handsome devil himself mr joel meyer gentlemen how the hell are we doing tonight <laughs> uh, i'm doing good went out to a little uh midweek happy hour today i got a got a few pizzas got a few margaritas there so that was a good time there also speaking of margaritas uh the flyers released their promotional calendar for this year and they're gonna have a margaritaville night with a, with a nice flyers uh like uh, like uh what, what type of hat is it called uh, it's like a straw hat like like one you wear on the beach like a, like a tiki oh. hat one of those so i'm looking forward to that so, so something's going to be fun about the flyers this year did you eat a margarita with your margarita do i eat a, a margarita, margarita oh a margarita pizza, pizza. Yeah. oh I, I, I did not i like that though <laughs> margarita pizzas are good bro i don't care what anybody says jolie how the hell are you doing traditional italian pizza uh I'm doing well. It was uh, looking a bit sketchy there first 30 minutes of the Bayern Manchester United game, but uh, boys came through, ended up winning four to three, dominated the last uh, 60 minutes of that game. So awesome getting the Champions League back, doing much better than last year already. So uh, that, that, that's a hell of a way to start it off. Other than that, yeah, the, the rain only lasted uh, one day yesterday, which is a surprise for Vancouver, considering it usually rains for, uh, you know, 10, 14 days on end. But uh, the, the bees are out, the flies are out, the birds are out, and uh, the sun is out here in BC. So, uh, yeah, great, great, great day here. Uh, and uh, excited to get into these uh, two excited teams we got prepped for you guys. Nah, I got to ask, like, when it rains for like seven days straight over in BC, like, what do you guys do? Do you just booze, or is that is that it? Mm, no, I think Vancouver is pretty... Mm, they might like to drink some shitty drinks, but in general, we're not we're not much of a drinking so, culture. Take your shit little opiates and just stay in your basement. Yeah, yeah <laughs> that, that's more like it. We just we just see 
We had to see the, the, the crackheads hanging out under the shelters more often and then dying a little bit more undercover instead of in the middle of the street like they do in the middle of summer. Um, but, but yeah, it's not a huge drinking culture here. Uh, unlike in the, you know, your part of the world and further east, like uh, Halifax and, uh, and the Maritimes there, uh, they go hard no matter what the weather. Yeah, a couple kitchen parties. You can't get rained on in the kitchen, baby. It doesn't even matter. Um, side note, I'll never forget in college, you know how, like, we, we lived in, my roommate and I, we lived in, like, the basement of, like, a, a house or some shit. It was, like, a nice finished basement or whatever. Um, but we didn't really know the people that were, like, above us or on the main floor or in the top floors and shit. You'd see them on occasion, but obviously never really talked to them too much. And we were, like, partying outside one day and shit, you know, just skateboarding and fucking doing drugs. And we were with this guy just sitting there. No joke. He's in a fucking Ryan Kessler shirt. He's got a fucking Canucks hat on. And he's sitting there with this girl who just looks junked out as shit and he's like yo do you guys got any opiates and i'm like oh, go back and beat you, bud. <laughs> wait, 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 was that joel that honestly could have been joel did you ever live in the village or what in toronto uh no i will never set foot in toronto unless it's to burn it down <laughs> i'll get you here one day baby don't you worry a handsome guy like you you could do some damage out here in this city <laughs> Um, myself, I'm good. There's two. What's the what's the over under at? Uh, five we'll and a half. We'll see if that's a challenge. Um, Insider trading there. <laughs> um, I'm doing okay, boys. I'm coming off a massive hangover. I was hungover for like two and a half days. I think last show I was talking about I had a wedding on Saturday. My cousin got married and shit. Shout out to Lucas and Christine. Uh, absolute beautiful wedding. Absolute gorgeous. You know, bride looked fantastic. The food was great. The people were awesome. But holy shit. Open bar. I'm drinking. I'm crushing land sharks all night long. I got, got to the point. I would show up to the, I would just go out to the bar and I wouldn't even say anything. I would just put like my hand up like a fin. And I was just walking around with fins up the entire time. I don't remember much. My mom told me she came over and saw me. I had four fucking land sharks in front of me at one point. My girl and everybody's telling me, oh, there was there was like pies for everybody, like little like individual pies, and they had a poutine truck as well, just you know for like dessert or something, just dessert poutine, because I guess that's a thing. I'm telling you right now, I didn't see a single fucking pie or poutine all night. So I think these guys are just making it up. But they're telling me there either was leftover pie. Apparently the poutine was awesome. I was so fucking drunk. I don't remember seeing shit just crushing land sharks and fucking red wine with my sister the entire time. Oh my goodness gracious, boys. We were into some trouble. But I'll tell you what, this boy still got it on the dance floor, yo. Oh my goodness. I remember up there, I was kicking my shoes. I had my, my grandma up there dancing. I was dancing with my mom, dancing with my girl, dancing with my sister. It was a fucking shit show, bro. But I don't remember much. It was... Yeah, things got a little bit sloppy. Apparently, we only we went home at like eleven, but I, I to me, I was it was fucking four a.m. for Gracie. Big, wild. big, big wedding guys here. Uh, I've I've made my feelings clear on that kind of ceremony, and then clearly Talon agrees with me. He sounds like he did it right. It's nothing, nothing better than when it when it feels a lot later than it really is. It's it's better than the other way around when when you think it's. Uh, uh, too early than it really is. Yeah, that that means you're you're probably doing the opiates at that point. <laughs> okay, we rolled up into the parking lot and shit, and my dad just bust out a cooler, so he just got a bunch of beers in the cooler. I'm like, well, what? Should we like go in there? Like it's an open bar. He's like, no, well, we brought these, might as well finish them. So our whole family's just sitting there crushing beers before we go into the actual wedding. It was a smaller wedding too, don't get me wrong. But the bartender comes out, it's like we can't have you just out here crushing beers. And my my dad looks at him and says, we're gonna tip you. Relax. <laughs> 
<laughs> it was fucking unbelievable. But hell yeah, beautiful time. Big wedding squad here. We all love weddings. I'm sure Ryan loves weddings too. Yeah. Uh, land shark. I was a drunk shark for the night though. Cool. Yeah, open bar. Open bars are, are always good. I got, I got I got a few weddings coming up next year. I'm, I'm already excited for. Hell yeah, man. Hell yeah. Um. All right, let's keep things moving here. Let's get going. You know, gonna be back. I, I fucked up last night. And I missed our show, but great to be back. Um, tons of stuff going on in the world of sports, baby. What do we got going on? NFL. It's a it's a bleak, grim time. It's a <laughs> it's a grim world out there. But the NFL is happening. Uh, I'm just gonna leave it at that. We got college football going on. It's absolutely fantastic. I'm dying right now. Oh my goodness gracious. Baseball, Ryan. What's up with baseball? Take this away from me for a second. Yeah, b- baseball. Good. Still got still got a, f- a few key races here. And a wild card, completely uh, up for grabs. I think there's like three or four teams there going for one or two spots. Uh, I think the AL East still up for grabs. Baltimore Orioles, big, uh, big, big, proud of them for making the playoffs for the first time in quite some time. I think Toronto is still looking for a spot there as well. So uh, still, still, uh, you know, ten or so games left, few weeks. So de- definitely uh, check back in. I heard. I thought you said there's, you know, still big racist there for a second. Oh. Degree. And I was like, well, kind of checks out with the history you, you, you of. Never baseball, you never know. You never know. What else? You know, we got we got soccer doing it. St. Julie was touching on that. MMA, you know, NASCAR, Formula One sucks. We're done with that, eh? Like it's official. We're done. Game oh, over. It's been done for like, you know, since two races in, Verstappen is going to run away with it. Uh, yeah. Clearly, the faster car. No one else can keep up. Um, yeah, I mean, it's not like the other teams are underfinanced. <laughs> they just uh, they don't have the same kind of engineers and the same kind of drivers that uh, Red Bull does. So, yeah, it's unfortunate, but uh, that's the way it goes. Hopefully we'll get a better, more competitive season next year. Uh, do you have, did you watch it all this year? I think I watched like three races and I said, fuck this. Yeah, like uh, in, in the spring I did. After, um, I don't know, after Montreal, I think I just totally checked out. I haven't seen anything since. Yeah, that's fair. Uh, anyways, you can find all the information and everything going on in the world of sports. You can find all that at the SGPN website. Uh, tons of articles. You know, Ryan pumping shit out before the season starts. I shouldn't say shit. Ryan's pumping out some excellent stuff before the season starts. Um, so be sure to go check that out there, man. Um, listen to the other shows, too. Everybody's doing such a killer job. Like we said, it's it's go time, yo. We, got, we had camp starting today. I know the Leafs had their media day and shit going on. I'm sure other teams around the league are doing that as well. So it's, it's almost official, man. It is... It's almost hockey season, right? What do we got? Like 21 days, literally three weeks before the actual puck drops on the game one of the season. And it's going to be here before we know it. So, hell yeah. I'm fired up for hockey. I know you guys are too. Uh, basketball is going to be here as well. So, hell yeah. Everybody's killing it, man, with all the podcasts. So, go and listen to other shows. Get your preseason stuff going on and everything. And hell yeah, yo. So, shout out to all that. And shout out to all our friends and pals in the Discord too, man. Discord's been giving her... People are starting to kip in a little bit, you know? We're seeing conversations. You know, we had a great conversation the other day, me and my boy BBC. There's always stuff going on in the Discord, you know? So, hell yeah. That's what makes the Hockey Channel so sick, too, is that people can have these conversations and talk about, hey, what do we think about this team? What do we think about this, you know, these ideas? What do we think about this team's trajectory and shit like that? That's what's fucking sick about our channel. And you know what? Well, straight up say, you just don't get that in every other channel, you know? You see it every now and then, but you, it's more so just nerds posting bets, and it's so much more than that yo we got we got a great community in there so hell yeah shout out to all our friends and pals in the discord if you're not in the discord and you're not making money uh you, you, you well then you're not making money but if you're not in the discord and you want to be reach out to myself or ryan on twitter we'll point you in the right direction you can also reach out to the hgp twitter account pretty active out there that intern we got in the hgp twitter account he's absolutely killing it 
Um, or if you want to get in the Discord, what you can do is you can go to a gentleman's club because I guarantee you'll see one handsome fella there, one handsome fella dancing on a pole, making some money out there in BC, our very own Joel Meyer. So what you can do is just grab a $50 bill, go sling it into his his thong sock that he's wearing over his fucking well-hung 19-inch cock he's got going on, slip the 50 in and then whisper in his ear and say, hey, that money is for you telling me how to get in the Discord. And this 50 is for what we're going to do later. Hell yeah. 19 inches. That's uh, a bit generous. Uh, I don't know if you're meant to do the 19 centimeters, uh, like the Canadian uh, system, but uh, I'll, I'll take it. I'll take it. But I'm also keeping track of how many burps Talana commits during this episode versus how many times he calls me handsome. So a little little head-to-head action right there. What's the ratio? Three to one right now? Uh, three to two. Okay. Uh, Ryan, what are we doing? Take this away. Yeah, no, um, make sure you're plenty of content's being ramped up on the Twitter at hockey SGPN and the Discord as, as talents. I'm also here on the Hockey Gaming Podcast. So make sure you are subscribed on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, wherever you listen. Leave us a five star five star rating and review, please. And uh turn on auto download so the episodes are in your feed as soon as they are published. We're gonna start publishing more and more, so you don't wanna fall behind there. And we're brought to you by DraftKings. Um, we're back with another week of football. And DraftKings Sportsbook is keeping us in, the, in on the NFL action with great offers every single game day. New customers can bet $5 and get $200 instantly in bonus bets. Throw five done on any of this week's epic matchups to walk away an instant winner. Football is more fun when you're in, the, in on the action. So download the app now and sign up with code SGP. New customers can bet $5 to get 200 instantly and bonus bets only on DraftKings Sportsbook, official sports betting partner of the NFL with code SGP. The crown is yours. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. See DraftKings.com slash Sportsbook for details and state-specific responsible gambling resources. Bonus bets expire seven days after issuance. And make sure you check out game time for those tickets to those games and anything else uh, event-wise in the area near you. Sports, music, comedy, and theater. Buying tickets to your favorite event should not be stressful. And Game Time has killer deals on last-minute tickets and their best price guarantee. So you can stop stressing over the tickets and start getting hyped for all the fun you'll have. Uh, the Game Time app experience is fantastic. they got the flash deals, last-minute tickets. also give you the images of the seat views so you know exactly what to expect before you arrive. Uh, so you can buy tickets in a matter of seconds. Two taps and you're set. Tickets are sent directly to your phone, so you never have to dig through your email. So snag the tickets without the stress with Game Time. Download the Game Time app, create an account, and use code CFBX for $20 off your first purchase. Terms apply. Again, create an account and redeem code CFBX for $20 off. Download Game Time today. Last minute tickets, lowest price guaranteed. All right. We're going to move it on here, Ryan. Great job on those ad reads, as always. I know that's a mouthful. Hell yeah. Um, we're going to talk about something that the boys talked about last show, and I wasn't here, so I got to get my two cents in as well. Uh, we're going to talk about Mike Babcock resigning from the Columbus Drew Blue Jackets part two. We're not going to go too crazy. So if you're saying, oh, we already heard these guys talk about it or whatever, feel free to fast forward, whatever. But still, boys, I, I didn't know. What do you say? Like, I guess I, Jolie said that, you know, he apologized to Chicklets or whatever because, you know, he, did, he didn't have all the facts. Nobody had all the facts. So nobody can fucking hold that against him. Uh, Ryan, what was what was your whole kind of take on everything? You know, uh, synopsis. I, yeah, I guess my overall takeaway was like, I don't know how uh, Kakalainen still has a GM job. Like, he, he knew what to expect with Babcock coming in. Babcock did the phone thing with him. Babcock's just like a complete psychopath. And, and yeah, he, he got what was coming to him. Like, like they, they gave him a second chance and he, he completely blew it. And now he's just probably done. 
Mm-hmm. Now, Julie, are you do you echo those sentiments, or do you have like a different take, or well, what were you all about? Pretty much. Uh, basically, I was just saying that I thought that Babcock would be uh, smarter. The reason why I doubted this story at first is that, uh, you know, considering how short of a leash he has, I would think that he would be more careful as to what he does, not not go through just immediately asking through younger players' phones and the older players as well, um, and and not just uh, creating this big <laughs> controversy. Like, like most coaches don't do that kind of thing, is my understanding. Uh, it's the first time I've ever heard of, of a coach doing that. So that's why I thought that this story was bogus to begin with, but turns out it wasn't based on a couple of the younger guys stories of course babcock is denying it so it's it's again a little he said she said shit but i'm not gonna speculate too much on that but uh yeah my 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 main takeaway was that babcock would be too smart to get into this kind of thing and would would be a little bit more careful when when it comes to dealing with these players but evidently not if if the the facts are what they are what they appear to be um and uh yeah i mean Okay, uh, like uh, in the past, Babcock, like the whole Marner thing, I thought that that was overblown, Toronto me and all that shit. I mean, yeah, he's like, he's a bit of a bully. It's an old school coaching, whatever. But uh, just to take away a player's phone and just scroll through it for uh, multiple minutes is uh, beyond the pale. So I, I cannot defend Babcock at all. And uh, I'm glad to be done with him, even though I've got my first losing bet of the season. Babcock, Jack Hannah, <laughs> saying that test. <laughs> goodbye, <laughs> goodbye. And uh, Blue Jackets are not... I'm not low. I'm not really high on them either. So yeah, that 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 was my main point. All right, that's fair. That's fair. Now, this whole situation has been absolutely. Uh, what's the? I don't want to say unexpected because it's definitely something was in the air. But it's like Jolie touched on here. There's no way, and Ryan too. There's no way that he could possibly make a mistake like this as well. And sure as shit, he did, bro. This guy just can't... It's a case we were talking about a little bit earlier about coaches. Sometimes when it comes to certain things, they just can't help themselves. And I wouldn't necessarily call this stupid. I would call this dumb. There's two different things. They're they're different, all right? Like, Mike Babcock is not a fucking stupid person. This guy's a smart man. He knew what he was doing. The fact that he did the same bullshit with Yermo Kekalainen, like, that just shows that he had a plan in place. When the worst comes to worst, in his own mind, he's like, well, if I get caught, at least I can say, oh, I did it to the same thing, so I'm doing it to everybody. I'm doing it for the family. That's absolute horseshit, yo. This guy can't help himself. And he didn't just do it in Columbus. It's being reported he was doing the same thing in Toronto. And they would have guys texting each other, telling the young guys, by the way, when you first come to meet this motherfucker, do not have anything on your phone. The fact that this just hasn't came out before to the public just goes to show that this... This is a this is this was well known around the actual league itself, and the guy can't help himself, man. That's priority number one right there. So it's it's not stupid. It's just dumb. Mike Babcock's a smart guy. Mike Babcock's a hell of a coach. He won a fucking Stanley Cup with the Detroit Red Wings, albeit the team was absolutely fantastic. He's won Olympic gold medals with Team Canada. Let's face it, anybody probably could have won a gold medal coaching those teams. They were that good. But nonetheless, man, this guy isn't a fucking idiot. He's just fucked in the head. There's no way around it. The ego on this guy has to be through the roof. It's not a fact of like, oh, this isn't even old school or like new school coaching. That's what like a lot of people were saying. Like, oh, people that just can't handle the old school coaching. This has nothing to do with hockey, bro. This has nothing to do with hockey whatsoever. This is just being a total piece of shit in any environment. Take it from a boss's standpoint. Like, you don't do that's what he is as a coach. 
you're a boss, man, like straight up. And do you want your people to buy in for you or do you not? And this is just, it, it's a power trip, bro. But it, it has nothing to do with hockey. It has nothing to do with old time coaching. There's a difference from a coach that rides your ass because of your play on the ice saying, oh, you need to fucking step off of the blue line more, be more physical. Maybe you need to lose a couple pounds or something like this. None of this is what we're talking about in these cases that we're indicting Mike Babcock on. Like, it's just, it's just complete apples and oranges, man. So I'm all for that old model of hard coaches, the Tortorellas, you know, just anybody that's holding players accountable. Like, that's that's important. You need that. I, I strive for that. Uh, we all agree that some of these younger players, you know, they're getting a little bit of a silver spoon up their ass. And, you know, we don't necessarily love that either. But there's a difference from being held accountable to your actions about how you play on the ice, the preparation that you put in for games, for practices, for getting your body in shape for camps for the season. That's apples and oranges. But just for pulling this shit, this has, it has nothing to do with hockey. It's absolutely ridiculous, right? Now, uh, like I said, those accolades for Mike Babcock, this is, to me, this is a Hall of Fame coach. Like, uh, I I have a personal point of view. I don't know if you guys agree with it. I think off-ice issues and stuff shouldn't reflect on the career that you had to a certain extent. Sure, if you're, like, if you're like abusing women or, like, banging women or raping women or whatever, or you're being, doing certain things, like, yes, to that extent, you lost your right to be in the Hall of Fame. Of course you do. You forfeit that right when you break the law, essentially. But as far as, like, this stuff goes, no. To me, Mike Babcock is still a Hall of Fame coach. You can't argue that this guy's a great coach. But you know what? The shame is that this motherfucker should be coaching for the next 15 goddamn years in the NHL at a successful level, but he fucked it for himself. All right? I hate Mike Babcock. I think this guy's a fucking loser piece of shit. But he did everything wrong and nothing right. It's as simple as that, bro. So, uh it's a shame. All it is is a shame. We're going to be looking back in 20 years on the story of Mike Babcock. They'll be doing a, a fucking Olympic gold medal, you know, when, what was it, 2014 or whatever, when Team Canada won reunion party. And guess what? Chances are he won't be there because he's that much of a piece of shit. And quite frankly, man, he's got no one to blame but himself. Yeah, this is just a few things off that. He's not dumb. He, he's possibly thinks too highly of himself where he can, he can get away with it. And yeah, absolutely. There's something, there's a difference between Holding, holding players accountable and calling Johan Franzen into his office to call him a piece of shit and tell him all, all of his teammates hate him and, and, and that shit. And like, yeah. And I, I, <laughs> I, I, I forgot I brought up last night also, you know, good, good, good on the players for stepping up and, you know, yes. speaking up because, because they did it in Toronto, but now, so, and now they know they can. And now like the good on the NHLPA for opening up everything. So, yeah. It's not about hockey. Imagine, you know, you get your dream job or really any job. You know how, how hard it can be to get a job now. Your first day you go in, you meet your boss. He's like, hey, can I, can I look through your phone? Fuck no. What is this fucking guy doing? Just because yeah. it's hockey and, and you're coaching and you've won a Stanley Cup or gold medal before does, doesn't give you the right to do anything like that. And the Hall of Fame debate, I, I think, is a it would be a fantastic offseason show because that, that's basically – what it is in baseball is like, should you put the steroids guys in Pete Rose's band still for, for betting on it? Like there's a whole, uh, I, I think that that's a good, a good debate to have. I, I think that there's good points on both sides. I, I, I understand not putting him in because you don't want to maybe, maybe Babcock should be in, but like there is a line where you don't want to honor just shit people. Of course. Uh, of course. If, if Iron Mike Keenan isn't in the hall of fame, then sure as shit, Mike Babcock shouldn't be either. That's put Iron point. Mike in the hall mm. of fame first. You're right. 100%, 100%. Like, a, like, like, I, like I said, dude, unless you're doing, like, significantly, like, criminal or maybe, like, even, like, to a point, like, racist kind of stuff, like, then, yes, at that point, you forfeit 
your your privileges to be in the Hall of Fame. But if you're just an asshole and you're just playing head games or something, well, you know what, man? It's not called the Hockey Hall of Very Good Humanity Human People. It's called the Hockey Hall of Fame <laughs> That's for right. what you did yeah. the game. Right? So it's a whole other conversation. Maybe on a, maybe we'll can it for the All-Star break or something, and we can bring that <laughs> up eventually. But the fact what, that – Keenan isn't in the Hall of Fame is because yeah. he's uh, got such a bad reputation. So if he's not in, then Babcock's definitely not good. He's the only coach. I think he's the only coach to ever win a Stanley Cup and a Gargarin Cup. How is he not in the Hockey Hall of Fame? If you want to keep him out of the NHL Hall of Fame, that's fine. But this is the Hockey Hall of Fame we're talking about. Uh, one more thing on this. I think, you know, Pascal Vincent has completely bided his time. He started coaching in the, in the juniors back in 1999-2000. He's been coaching for 25 years with the Jets, now with the Blue Jackets. So good on him for, you know, it sucks that it came this way, but he's being thrown right into the fire. And, and you know, he's finally getting his chance. Hopefully he can make the best of it. But it's definitely going to be a, a tough spot for him. Yeah. What are his then, odds for Jack Adams? <laughs> I, wonder, <laughs> I haven't seen Jack Adams market up recently. Good question. But you know what, man? And that's that's another thing here. I'm I'm interested to see how Columbus Blue Jackets as an organization, like as a as a team, not even an organization, how the players react to this on the ice. It's like this could be this could go one or two ways, you know. Either yeah, just nothing happens, and this team that we all expect to be, you know, I don't want to say mediocre, but bottom mid kind of level City. or team. Yeah, like let's face it, like we don't have really. If Columbus Blue Jackets made the playoffs even with Mike Babcock, we'd be saying, "Hey, this is a this was a, a welcome surprise." But now let's see how this happens, man. Can can this can the players band together on this? Like, fuck yeah, we're going into the season. We we just got a brand new. I shouldn't say brand new coach because technically he's been around, but still, like we got a new coach. Everything's different now. That can we ride with this and can we carry that momentum through an 82 game season? Let's you know, let's see how it plays out. And I'm sure a lot of people are sitting there on that fact alone, low key in their minds, kind of rooting for the Blue Jackets to have success. You know, so uh, great young talent on that team as well. Uh, I, I don't know. I, I would like to see them. You know, do okay. Are they going to make the playoffs? No, I'm not going to say that. But you know, I would like to see them at least potentially maybe be around if that if that's what's best for the organization. I don't even know that either because load up on the picks, but. I don't know, whatever, man. I'm just, I'm just interested to see how this team comes out the gate. I suppose. Yeah, yeah. Joel and I both said, you know, maybe a good look at them for worst record, a eight to one. Because this, I never said that. Well, okay, I said that, and you said it. What, whatever. You didn't disagree, but yeah, okay. I said I, I, I cooled down on my two hundred to one Blue Jackets in the Stanley Cup. <laughs> <laughs> I, I brought up the eight to one because yeah, this could, this could be something. Yeah, it could bring the locker room together if everyone was kind of on the same page with it. But if there were like a few veteran players, um that are like okay why why we could have had this this great coach the coaching that we're, we're not and there's already divide in the locker room i think i think that's going to definitely show up so but uh, hopefully they can rally around it i don't think they're going to be more than a bottom five ten team anyway but I, I still think eight to one for worst record might be worth a look you know what i'm gonna hammer them their first game of the season they're gonna be a dog chances are you know because they're a shit team so why not let's fucking throw down like five units on columbus let's do it yeah um all right what else we got oh 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 this got a little hot here i forgot about this let me pull this out there's a little bit of news that we woke up to this morning i guess you could consider this news you know it's more so of a statement but i guess news itself is just statements uh anyway some news coming out of the tampa bay lightning uh regarding captain steven stamkos uh, discussing the lack of contract extension to this point. And this is direct quotes. Uh, to be honest, I've been disappointed in the lack of talk in that regard. So it was something that I expressed at the end of last year that I wanted to get something done before training camp. 
um, is it okay to discuss during the season? He was asked. He says, I'm ready whenever. So I guess, you know, that's something that I didn't see coming, but it is what it is, you know. So, uh, you know, he says, he, like he stated at the end of last year, he would like to extend and play here and finish up his career as a member of the Tampa Bay Lightning. Uh, but he says he can't write the contract for himself. So from all apparent signs, and nobody's surprised, Steven Stamkos wants to, you know, end his career where he started, rightfully so. I can probably go down as arguably one of the greatest, uh, if not the greatest, you know, current uh, Tampa Bay Lightning player of all time. Obviously, you got St. Louis, you know, Kaviar Kucherov's going to be in that mix as well. Vasilevsky, Hedman. It's a pretty good fucking list, but still, Stamkos does belong there. Um, interesting, boys. I, I don't know. What, what are our thoughts, you know, from where... Uh, we're, we're a ten mile high view away from the scenario. We don't know what's going on, but initial thoughts. What do we think? Yeah, uh, their GM came out and said, like, basically, he doesn't want to extend him because he wants to make use. He wants to know what his team's going to look like with the cap space and whatnot. But like, why not just tell Stamkos that in the offseason? Like, hey, like uh, we're going to sign you. We want to make sure the team's in the best position, you know, moving forward. And also, he probably wants to cover his ass in case Stamkos gets hurt again. He's had he's had a few injuries uh, over the years. But yeah, Stamkos. Should be disappointed that that there was nothing, you know, kind of told to him about that at all. Like, hey, you know, we want to bring you back. This is what we're this is the, what the plan is. We want to be, you know, a top contender again. So I want to be able to, you know, move the salary cap around. And, and Stamkos would understand that. But like, first day of, I don't think training camp even opened. It's just just veterans reporting for some teams. And, and Stamkos, you know, is is saying this right away. I mean, I'm not sure. I didn't listen to it, so I don't know what kind of tone he had or like if it was brought up out of the blue, but. Him saying this at all, I'm not just saying like, oh, I'm not worried about that. I, I'm just worried about playing hockey. It is is telling. So it, this is going to be something to watch. You know, maybe he he finishes career where he started it back up in Toronto, wherever he's from. So you could see it either way. You know, I'm a man uh, who's very efficient with his words, and I don't speak on things that I don't know about. And I don't know about this. So uh, big pass for me. I don't know shit about shit. <laughs> don't know shit about fuck, baby. Um, I think I think Ryan hit the uh, hit the nail on the head here. I think Steven Stamkos wouldn't be as disappointed just because he didn't have a contract. But the key word he says in there was that there was no real discussions, and you got to have discussions even just to know like, hey, we're waiting to see where we are at cap. Even that that conversation there, yeah, it's not an ideal conversation to have, especially with a guy like Steven Stamkos, you know, a legendary player of the game, your captain. But at least you owe him that courtesy, if you ask me. You know, it's like. Hey, at least we can say it out there. Just be transparent. Transparency, I guess, is the word I'm looking for. That's the absolute key in this. Tell him. Tell him at the end of last year. Tell him, you know, in the off season. Tell him heading into camp. Just so when he gets these questions with the media, let's face it, you're going into an expiring deal. You know, this is the captain of your team. You know the media is going to bring it up. That's just how that works. You know, and in 2023, that's hockey for you. So it would have been nice, you know, for them to have just – They've just been on the same page because even if they said, yeah, we're just going to wait and see, you know, that's out of Stamkos' control as well. And obviously it's not a deal for him because he wants to stay there, but at least it's something right. Like, you know, uh, what's what's the worst thing you can do ever is just not be transparent about anything. Doesn't matter what scenario you're in. So um, when you got two sides like this, it's a big deal, bro. And, you know, to everybody in Tampa there, I'm sure this is something that they could fucking get done tomorrow for Christ's sakes. And it would just become a big, massive nothing burger. But it always makes you rumble a little bit, you know, where there's smoke there's fires so you know what else is going on there in tampa you know they got some veterans that have been there for a while you obviously don't want to get rid of the likes of like a headman or a kucherov or a point or a vasilevsky but this is a team that's had a lot of success 
with those with those cheaper contracts and you know we're seeing around the league that's kind of changing look at McAvoy and Pasternak in Boston you know they're they kind of took a step away from that whole yeah we're gonna we're gonna take team friendly extreme team friendly deals you know so is a similar kind of thing gonna be happening in Tampa who knows maybe we're looking into that narrative a little bit too much here but this is so fresh we're all just speculating but uh it's gonna be it's gonna be something worth keeping an eye on I suppose out there in Tampa I do want to say, looking at the the Lightning's cap situation, they're over the cap. Obviously, they they get under it with some injury magic every, every year. But they they have Kucherov till twenty seven, Point till uh, twenty till thirty, Sorelli till thirty one. Stamkos is inside, like, and Stamkos is the oldest of this group by by three or four years. So, you know what? Maybe this. You know what? This is this is a good hockey decision by by the Lightning right now. They shouldn't be trying to extend him yet. Depend wait to see what he does what he does this year. But also you can't do that. You can't do that when you're trying to build an organization. You have this dynasty with these guys. Like you have to show them some some level of respect where you're you're transparent with them. Yeah, exactly. And like let's face it, this isn't you know to Brian's point to to management's points, which I hate saying, but. This isn't going to be like a Jason Spezza $900,000 contract for the Leafs, you know, like Stamkos isn't just going to take that kind of thing. This is a guy that's still going to get paid like an applicable amount of money. No, we're not talking $8 million or $9 million or anything like that. But, you know, this is a guy that, you know, rightfully so at this point in his career does still deserve a decent paycheck, right? So, um, yeah, I, I think those, those are all some pretty good points yeah. that we brought up. Also, uh, Pascal Vincent's Jack Adams is 24 to 1, which seems extremely short. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> shorter than Babcock's. Yeah, that's a little, little fucking wild. I'm not betting that. No, definitely. No. Um, okay, one last little tidbit of news here. We're gonna talk about it. it's about Joel's favorite Swedish player. Uh, no, I'm just kidding. Uh, we're gonna talk. Uh, news coming out of the Boston Bruins, and this is very well deserved. The Boston Joel's Bruins favorite fit- rat. Joel's favorite rat, yeah. You know, this is a rat that's almost as handsome as Joel Meyer, but not quite. Uh, this, this, The Boston Bruins announced uh, that they have made forward veteran Brad Marchand the 27th captain of the Boston Bruins. It has been made official. Uh, that's great to see for our boy Marsha here. He had a hell of a quote, too. Uh, question was, what would 23-year-old Brad Marchand say if he found out that he'd be becoming the Bruins captain? Uh, he said, I don't think Thority or Soup would have ever let that or let me think that that was going to happen. They would have beat that out of me pretty damn quickly. So obviously, you know, this is a guy that came into the league playing with Joel Thornton, the likes of that. Uh, so pretty good quote. Uh, Brad Marchand, you know what? It's like everybody else. If you can't respect this guy's game, then I don't even know what else to fucking tell you. This guy's an absolute stud. Uh, well-deserved, obviously, being playing with a uh, whole career, essentially with Patrice Bergeron. Um, but th- this is one of the cases where it just goes to show that just because you have the C on your jersey doesn't mean you're not the captain, right? Like, every team has multiple captains. Now it's Marchand's official time. But this has been a locker room leader for this team for the past decade, right? So, But uh, good on him. He deserves it. To everybody out there in Boston, man, congratulations. Go buy yourself the Marchand jersey with the C on it. Yo. Hell yeah. Yeah, uh, good for Marchand. I think most people saw this comment. You know, maybe Pasternak, but clearly the Marchand is the veteran leader in, in that room. But yeah, it's um, uh, I so, so I forgot what I was gonna say. I I, I forget. I don't know. <laughs> I, yeah, there's no way Pasternak would have it over Marchand, but uh, maybe McAvoy would have would have a case. He's he might be the next one up. But uh, no, I just. I'm, once again, I have nothing much to say. Just uh, it reminds me last year, um, or was it the year before when um, Chara was was no longer the captain? Then they 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 pretended to hand it off to Marshan, and everyone in the locker room was like, "Yeah, right." Uh, they didn't <laughs> they didn't believe the joke. Yeah, it's obviously Bergeron. So yeah, Marshan is obviously the next man up. Um, yeah, is 
<laughs> it's it's not a surprise at all. Oh, I, I was just gonna say I, I hate how likable he's become. He's been one of these players that that's just gone from someone you you love to hate, and now you, like you just love to watch him play. You, you love his. Antics, that's just because so, the uh, Flyers haven't been good in a long time. Not necessarily. <laughs> not necessarily. <laughs> I still love when Marchand, you know, missed the missed the puck in the shootout to get the Flyers to win, and I I, I love hating them, but I also you know it, it's enjoyable watching them sometimes. He's good for the game. There's no way around it. He's good for the fucking game. Yo. Yeah. This is a guy that has all the skill in the world, but he still knows how to be a total piece of shit. And he likes to have fun with it, too. So that's, uh, there's definitely something to be said for that. Looking forward, you know, same thing. We're getting a little, we're getting pre-nostalgia here. I feel like I've brought this up a couple times here, but in 10, 15 years, when we're looking back at the career of Brad Marchand, you know, we're going to talk about, I fucking hated that cocksucker, but God damn it, I wish he was on my team, you know? If the Flyers played the Bruins in a playoff series, uh, Ryan would certainly learn to hate him again. I I still love to hate him. I can just also appreciate him at the same time. I mean, let's pump the horses here, yo. The Bruins, the Bruins Flyers, or or, yeah, Bruins Bruins are making the playoffs. What are you talking about? Well, I'm just I'm just saying they're not as big as the the Flyers New Jersey rivalry. Okay, so let's let's pump that. Talent, why would you get me started now? Why would you get me started? (laughs) Well, we all know you all know how much you love Lindy Ruff, right? So I just gotta jump on that a little bit, you know. All right, that's it. A lot of nice news segment, boys. That was good. I enjoyed it. We had a lot of good stuff to talk about here. And I, thought, I feel like we had a lot of fun. No, no. Yeah, uh, uh, underdog Fantasy has a play way to play alongside your favorite football team all season long. You can win up to 20 times your money in a single game by going five for five. It's a fantasy game. You can win real money. Uh, 100,000 Sundays continues on Underdog Fantasy. Total of two million dollars in prizes all season long, one hundred thousand in prizes this week, which is ten thousand dollars to ten people this week. There's a new sweepstakes every week in the NFL season. This week's higher or lower is Tyreek Hill's receiving yards at ninety-one and a half. Higher or lower, even if you're wrong, you still have a chance to win ten k. That's included in your selections. So watch along, make your picks, and maybe make a little cash over on Underdog's mobile app or website, UnderdogFantasy.com. When you sign up with the promo code SGPN. Underdog will double your first deposit of up to $100. That's Underdog Fantasy promo code SGPN. And there's no debate about this Hall of Fame. Hall of Fame bets win bigger by betting smarter this NFL season with Hall of Fame bets, the sports betting analytics platform for parlays, player props, and game lines. Research every bet with historical stats and data. Enter any parlay idea into Hall of Fame bets revolutionary parlay optimizer tool to get hit rates broken down by leg and an expected probability for the whole parlay. And you can sort all players by hit rate for any bet to learn which players are hot and which picks have value. So stop betting in the dark and join over 30,000 users researching with Hall of Fame bets to craft more intelligent, data-driven parlays. Download the Hall of Fame bets app or visit hofbets.com and use code SGPN to get 50% off your first month today. Start researching, start winning with Hall of Fame bets. All right, and if you don't support any of those guys, then I'll tell you what, these ads are going to keep getting fucking longer because if you start feeding them money, that means that they can move on to bigger and more popular shows and we can go back to our shorter fucking ad reads. (laughs) Uh, All right, we're going to keep rocking and rolling with our division previews, baby. We're still... Still rocking into the Central Division here. Uh, I imagine what you guys do yesterday. You did St. Louis and Nashville. Yeah. What yeah. what 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 are your what are your sh- short short takes on them? I think both teams fucking suck, but St. Louis, you know, they're gonna be good in a couple of years. And Nashville, I don't even know. I feel like they, they just got older and they still got a great goalie and they got Roman Yossi. You know, it's it's Roman Yossi, it's Roman Yossi, UC Saros, and a bag of chips over there in Nashville. But that's about it. 
Yep. Evangelista, don't worry, don't, don't forget about him. Evangelista for Calder. Oh, are we doing that? Is this what we're doing? <laughs> okay. Yeah, I mean, that was a pretty good summation of, of our general thoughts, I think. So, but, but if you didn't listen, guys, go back and listen. It's, it's, it's still good. Hell yeah. Um, all right, well, we're going to keep things rocking. We're going to jump into some better teams here. The first team that we're going to talk about, uh, we're going to jump into the uh, the Winnipeg Jets. This is a team that did make playoffs last year. They have been a decent team over the past couple of years. Uh, but you know what? It's not always sunny as in Winnipeg, as we know if you're a listener of this oh. show. Um, it's boring, cold, no airport, flat, just nothing to do fucking winnipeg you know but anyways with that being said there's been some very interesting developments coming out of this team you know most are based in the offseason certain players wanting out you know what's the rumblings about how things ended last year with with rick bonus saying that these guys just don't fucking give a single shit that nobody wants to be here but okay can you blame them it's boring it's cold but still they moved on from the likes of blake wheelers with a long time jet obviously after having the captain removed from him last year as well personally my thoughts are whether that guy was the one that was being a total dick in the locker room and driving everything but we don't know that so we can't we can't say that even though i'm going to say it every chance i get but this is a team that has a lot to offer here the talent is still fucking there uh I, i'm kind of excited to see how it plays out will they move on from the lakes of shifley will they not can bonus get these guys to buy in that's what we're going to talk about but before we get in we're going to throw keep this fucking format we've been rocking and rolling over and i'm going to throw it over to somebody that can do this and the only person that can talk about this has to be a handsome motherfucker so joel meyer why don't you and your handsome ass face just take over this segment for us? What do we got in Winnipeg? Uh, There's the easy over right there. Two two in one sentence. Um, <laughs> better yeah. better get burping. Yeah, <laughs> drinking. Winnipeg Jets. Uh, they they were on top of the division for a long stretch of last season. If you remember that uh, long ago, um, they were they were the favorites to win it all. Uh, but then they had this calamitous collapse uh, in the spring after the all-star great all-star break um and uh yeah they, they just fell apart um this this team were, were were gelling like they they were they were kicking ass for like two months like december through january they were they were dominating they this division they wow. <laughs> you gelling the jets were gelling yeah <laughs> but <laughs> They did not gel for long. The, the, the soles fell apart, and they had to get new <laughs> shoes. And uh, they 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 could not get them in time because they 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 won the first game against the Knights in convincing fashion. They they won against the Jet, the Knights in the second game until the third period where they totally fell apart. And then they 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 didn't win a game after that. So they they fell apart and lost that series four to one. That that's really the story of the Jets season. Just uh, total total collapse. Whether it's winning the division, they had to fight to even make the playoffs at the end there with other teams pressing behind them, and then uh, and then the playoffs themselves too. Like they they started out hot, but uh, the Knights just totally bullied them after the first uh, let's call it five periods. Um, and yeah, they, they 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 played one close game in Winnipeg. After that, there they were totally outplayed, really. So yeah, I think it is a cultural problem. The Jets have the talent. Or had the talent. It's a very different team now, um, but the, they they couldn't get it done against the big boys in uh, the Vegas Golden Knights. Their goaltender was was keeping them in games a lot of the time. Connor Alvik was was uh, he graded up pretty well, um, but at the end of the day, you need your big guys to show up when it matters, and they they couldn't. And I think that that is a cultural problem, which is why Rick Bonus showed up there at the end of the season, calling him out. 
Um, so you could tell that he was frustrated with how they, they played down the stretch. And, uh, the, yeah, that is a culture problem. I'm not sure it's, it's purely pure Luc Dubois. I don't think it's purely Blake Wheeler. I think uh, there's a couple other guys involved that are still with the program that are um, responsible for. Yeah, exactly. Mark S. Um, uh, we'll, we'll, we'll see. We, 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 we still have rumors of, of them wanting out. Um, so, yeah, the Jets team is a... It's going to be a very um, volatile group here. But, uh, yeah, last season was definitely not a success. I mean, especially considering how well the first half of the season went, it cannot be a success to go out in the first round. Um, so, yeah, definitely not a successful 2021-2022 season for the Winnipeg Jets. Yeah, uh, out there in, in Peg City, sometimes you're the pegger, sometimes you're the peggy. And coming to this podcast, I, I didn't know what I was going to say about the Jets, but Joel reminded me how, how they fooled all of us in the first round, how I think both of us, I definitely picked uh, the Jets in that first round. And after that game one, I, I was riding high. So I just got, got, a, got a flashback, some PTSD to that. And yeah, the, the Jets were completely disappointing. Joel said it. They had all the talent and just could not put it together despite, you know, having a, having a good regular season. Like, like you said, they were top of that division for a while. And, and then, and then they faded off in the second half, definitely in, in the playoffs as well after, after game one. So yeah, uh, I, I'm going to put some belief in this team moving forward, but we'll, we'll get to that, that more later. But yeah, last year it's, it was it was the Hellebuck show. I think one of the big things they found last year was that Josh Morrissey is a number mm-hmm. one defenseman. He he was a Norris candidate for a bit there. Not sure if he was a finalist in the end, but I, I think he proved himself as a legit number one D man. Yeah, I'm glad you brought that up too. Um, yeah, but as, as far as last season goes, man, like this uh, this is a team that if you look at coming into this that season last year, so you know two years ago, this was a team that was you know well off in the central. I think they finished like well within the top three in the actual division. They might have even been second. They were okay in playoffs. The expectations were high. Kyle Connor was coming off a 50 goal season two years ago into last year as well. You know, and unfortunately we just we just didn't see that translate over. Now we did out the gates. Important to remember that this team was strong to start the year off, but uh, come the halfway mark, man, it got as uh, literally as about as ugly as it could possibly get. I remember I remember tweeting or putting in the discord or something blake wheeler hadn't had a goal in 27 games or something like that this is a guy that's on your fucking power play that you're paying like seven or eight million dollars to at the time he hadn't scored in 27 fucking games what are we talking about here it got ugly man like just how how slow and how things dropped off it was a roller coaster right sure you know they start off hot then they go on a fucking massive ass dive then they battle back to fight to make the playoffs and they're looking good in the first two games that we talked about and then sure enough just fell off and hellebuck looked great he always does he's a fantastic goalie josh morrissey i'm so happy ryan brought him up last year he was a killer guy had 76 points in 78 games you know 16 goals 60 assists as a defenseman tired finally took a step and established himself as a number one defenseman in this league that's what you want but you know like the likes but it's the everything else like i said the likes of cal connor coming off a 47 goal season the year before last year he only put up 31 you know it's it's, and it's not just solely him. I'm not saying that. You know, Kyle Connor's a hell of a player. There's 31 other teams in the league that would absolutely kill to have this guy uh, wearing their jersey night in, night out. But it just seemed that there was something in the water, man. You know, whether that was a culture, uh, who knows what it is. Because you can't blame it on the coach. Rick Bonus is a hell of a coach. He was a hell of a coach at Dallas. He's been a hell of a coach everywhere he's been his entire career. And everybody, I've never, I've listened to a lot of interviews. No, I've never heard anybody say a bad thing about him. Um, 
So where does it come from? We don't know, but it doesn't matter at this point. We all just know that it happened. So uh, I, I'm, I'm very curious to see where we get or what Jets team we do get this year. But uh, last year, it was, it was nothing short of absolute shambles. And this is a, this is a team that had Stanley Cup aspirations that ended up you know, squeaking in the playoffs and getting bounced in the first round. Yeah. Uh, as for their offseason, though, it's uh, kind of similar to the Flames in terms of players not wanting to be there. And the Jets are very quick to move on from Pierre-Luc Dubois, finding a pretty good deal with the Kings there to get rid of him. And they got some competitive pieces back in Gabriel Villardi and Alex Alfalo. Um So, yeah, they, they remain competitive in that respect. Um, but the Mark Scheifele and Connor Halbach are still around and uh, they might still be on that trade block. We, we don't know. At this point, what's going on with them? I'm sure it'll depend on how well they do in the first half of the season. Um, they could be dealt to the trade deadline if the Jets are not doing well. Um, but yeah, it, it's it's uh, there was not much else going on with the Jets the, other than the, the big trade. So, I uh, it, it, like we said with the Flames, it's an incomplete. But um, if we had to give a grade, we'll go in between here. We'll we'll give them a C plus. Yeah, I think, you know, in fantasy sports, they always say you want to get the best player in a trade. But I think the the Jets did well in trading away Pierre-Luc Dubois for, you know, a, a few good pieces. I don't think I liked it at the time. But, you know, looking at how the Jets lines kind of line up right now, they have a, a decent top six, a decent, you know, four four lines they can roll in with uh, with Domestikov there. They, they brought back Larry, Larry Bressois as well, which is a, a good backup there who proved himself in, in Vegas. Uh, Hellebuck is, is still going to be Hellebuck. I think one of the most underrated goalies in the league. So, yeah, I think they, you know, their offseason, they needed to make some changes. Got, got rid of Wheeler, made that trade. But we'll, we'll see if they're able to, you know, patch things together or if we'll see Shifley in Boston by February. Yeah, um, that's a good point. Um, yeah, but as far as this offseason goes, you know, with the exception of, you know, obviously the buyout of Blake Wheeler and then, you know, parting ways with Pierre-Luc Dubois, there's not really too much to talk about, you know. But uh, as far as that Dubois trade goes, yeah, they they got a decent haul for a player that knowingly wanted out, you know. And yes, it took a sign-in trade in order to make that happen for him to get the eight years in, uh, out in L.A. that he got. That's fine. You got a return on that. Should have been to Chicago, but that's neither here nor there. Um, but still, yeah, so, yeah, great return. You know, IFLO's player, Gabriel Velarde, those, those are good guys that you want on your team. They're going to be very successful. So we'll take them. They're at least guys, you know, to say the least. But, uh, you know, bringing back, you know, back up Larry Brassois, what's what's there to say, bro? Like, it's it's our boy Larry. We love to have him fucking right. But other than that, man, there's there wasn't, I guess, maybe like you said, maybe the business isn't done. And it maybe the fact that if they can retain these players like Shifley and Hellebuck, you know, maybe that is that is the win. If we can get them to convince to buy in and come back along for one more ride, you know. Yeah. Um, speaking of one more ride, the Jets are in the same ride that they've been for, I don't know, the past seven, eight years. It seems like they're they're projected to finish around the uh, like a wild card spot. Um, the overrunners around 91 and a half. I'm at 91.7. But uh, again, this, this is largely dependent on what's going on with their culture. What's going to happen with Shifley and Hellebuck? I'm sure Hellebuck wants to be there, but he needs to know that the team is going to be competitive that they want to win and all that. Um, but uh, yeah, but it's, it's just the same old story with these jets. Like they, 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 they can't push it past another level. That that's large reason why uh, Paul Maurice ended up leaving. I don't think that he could get the most out of the team. Maybe Rick bonus can, but after the first season, uh, you know, I, 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 I as well as a big believer in Rick bonus, but 
when at the end of the day, it's all about the players. And so far, they haven't really made it to that other level. And I, I have no reason to believe that they'll do it again here. Um, kind of down on the Jets. I would lean to the under, even though just based on the, the pure talent score, it would be uh, a little bit over 91.7 compared to 91.5. But uh, yeah, it's, it's I'm not I'm not super high on this team. I mean, there's a, there's a major variance, I think, involved. Like, if this team really does come together, they do have the pieces. They do have a lot of talent. They have the goalie. They have the number one defenseman. They have some forwards. Kyle Connor, Nikolai Ehlers is excellent, uh, constantly underrated. Uh, Mark Scheifele still has the goods when he's actually committed. So, yeah, this this team could actually win the Cup. But the other side of the spectrum, which is probably the more likely, is that they just they fall apart like, like they have tended to do over the past uh, five, six years. Like, um, yeah, I just, I'm no longer believing this chess team. I used to, like, for the longest time, like seven, eight years ago, I was believing this team. Hey, we're going to beat the fucking Ducks, whatever, when they were, you know, <laughs> loaded with uh, uh, Corey Perry, Ryan Getzoff, and all that. But those days are done. I don't believe in the chess team anymore. So, yeah, it, it's it's a pass for me at these numbers, but uh, I wouldn't begrudge anyone if they want to go under. Uh, I guess I have to pick up that mantle here because I'm still believing in these Jets. I'm still believing in in Connor Hellebuck. I, I think their top line, you said it, Ehlers is underrated, Kyle Connor's underrated. I think their top line can't is one, probably one of the best in the league with Connor, Shifley, and Ehlers. Their, their middle six is okay. Their defense doesn't have great depth, uh, but I, I like their goaltending. Um, I see Rick Bonus is 35 to one for Jack Adams. So maybe if they end up second or third in division, he could he could get that. But you know, I'm not sure if that's possibility there. But yeah, I would probably lean to. I don't know if I like betting just the over point total. Um, I saw Hellebuck regular season wins over 31 and a half could be a good look at minus 115 over at DraftKings. Uh, he had 37 last year, 29 the year before. Um, but yeah, I, I think this team makes the playoffs. Uh, I think they have a chance, a good chance to make the playoffs. I know I said last show, only I think three teams from this division are making it. But I, th- I think the Jets can be one of them. Like like Joel said, if if they click, they're going to click, and they can be one of the best teams in this division. So I, I give me a over the point total, ninety one and a half. Jets will almost certainly need to win the division for bonus to win the Jack Adams. Just a note. Okay, well, division is nine to one, and bonus is thirty-five to one. So, uh, as as you always say, that that that's how to find value other markets. Yep, yep I agree there. All right, well, I gotta say here, I couldn't agree more uh, with my buddy Ryan here, man. Like everything that you just said hit the nail on the head. I, I like this team. I like this team as a playoff team. I like this team over the ninety-one and a half points. Are you kidding me? The biggest thing for this team here is stability, and that's what they need. And you know that you can that it is it is achievable. We're not asking out for the world here, but you know that you can get stability with a head coach like Rick Bonus. You know you can get stability with a number one goaltender in this league like Connor Hellebuck. You know that how that you have a number one. Defender defenseman and Josh Norris that you said we know that we have you know Mark Shifley is still a fucking player you have a guy that can potentially hit 50 goals and Kyle Connor Nick Ehlers like Joel brought up one of the fucking literally one of the most underrated players in the league this guy if he was anywhere else I feel like he would be like a bonafide superstar he's that fucking good at hockey and he gets pushed to the side a lot here man you're you're passing the sea over finally to the likes of a guy like Adam Lowry who's been there for a while who knows the team that that's appreciative of it their recipe for a good season is here. 
You have a veteran decor, the guys like you know, Nate Schmidt, Neil Puyork, you know, hard miles on those guys, don't get me wrong, but these are still guys that knows what it takes to win uh, in the NHL. So uh, everything I see here, it's like, well, what the fuck? How come it hasn't worked with this team, you know? So I'm going to give it one more chance. How can you not with what I just said? So uh, I, love the, I love the point total at 91.5. I can see them going over for this to make playoffs. I do like it, minus 140. Look at the central, bro. Like Colorado and Dallas, yes. Should should be shoe wins barring a catastrophe. That third spot, like who are we talking here? Minnesota potentially, yes. Winnipeg, honestly, I just compared those two rosters. Looking at it, I like what I see more with Winnipeg, man. And then yes, you got Nashville hinting around there as well. I understand that, but let's face it, they're kind of the team on the outside. But like, if it's coming down between Minnesota and uh, and Winnipeg just to get that last spot in the division then I fucking, I'm all over Winnipeg on this, and not even including the wild card. So I, I really like this team to make the playoffs. I feel like I'm kind of like Joel. I've been wrong on this team so many times over the past couple of years. But I, I just from what I see on paper and you know what we know about what a winning formula is in the NHL, I feel like this team could be it. And this is one of those teams that once they make playoffs, with a veteran experience they do have, you know, with the likes of like an Ajax Alifalo, you know, even a Nino Niederreiter, you know, these guys have been around the league forever. Even Mason Appleton's getting up there a little bit. Vladimir or Nemestikov. Like, this is a team that once they get to the dance, they can have success. You know, not to say I'm going to take them for cup odds at 50 to 1 or division odds at 9 to 1 or anything like that, but I just. I, I I really like what I see in this team, man. So I'm taking the positives here. Also, look for a fucking breakout year. Why can't Cole Perfetti? Why can't this be the season that he there fucking There you go. Right? Po- there Cole you go, Perfetti. Joel. You like that? 51 games played last year. You know, 30 points with eight goals and 22 assists. He was up and down between Manitoba and Winnipeg. Let him stick with the big squad this year. Let's fucking see what this kid can do. Let's give him, you know... In middle six minutes, let's throw him out on the power play, you know, like shit like that. So let's put him in a spot to succeed, and maybe something like that is what gives you the edge. Maybe a guy like that on your power play can be more effective than the likes of a Blake Wheeler last year, and maybe that's what it takes to put them over the top. So I, I, I'm, I'm high on this Winnipeg team, man. Let's fucking go Jets here, boys. I hate Mark Shifley, but let's fucking go Jets. I gotta say, you completely had me there, but up in t- when you said Mason Appleton, you lost me. <laughs> I'm sorry, bro. <laughs> <laughs> um all right that's it for the jets right you guys do you like any other futures or anything like that coming out of here so do you like them at, at stanley cup 50 to 1 no well no well, you know what if i was a, i'm not a futures guy right so like my opinions don't mean shit because i would just say yeah about every fucking team but at 50 <laughs> to at 50 to 1 like throw down five bucks why not you know once they get to the dance this is a team that's constructed to have just as good of a chance as anybody you know Turn on ten. Fuck it. There you go. Fuck it. Right? Do you I guys agree. or no? I, 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 I think that's worth it. They're favored to make the playoffs, and if they make the playoffs, they're built to win in the playoffs. So I think that 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 that'll be shorter if they make the playoffs, which they're expected to do. Rick Bonus has gotten deep before too, man. He knows what it takes to get there, right? So yeah. Um. All right, we're gonna keep it moving. Bonus. Here. Gonna bonus goes as deep as the Loch Ness. You're such a fucking asshole. You're a handsome devil, but you're a fucking asshole. Uh, (laughs) All right. We're going to keep things moving here. Obviously, we're talking about the Central. We're going to move into the next team we're going to talk about. None other than the Minnesota Wild, or if you ask me, I should say the Caprizov, you know, Wild. But anyways, this is a team that still has a lot of success. This is Joel's second favorite team in the absolute NHL. So I'm going to pull it right over to you, Joel. What are we thinking with the Wild this year? 
yeah, I like that you swung this one right to me, considering the fact that you have no thoughts whatsoever on this fucking junk ass, boring ass team. So I gotta carry the burden. But uh, yeah, as for 2022, it's just another same old story, right? Make the playoffs comfortably without threatening to win the division. Don't make any major moves at the trade deadline. Round one exit in the playoffs. It's a pretty fucking boring story, right? One I'm sure that wild fans are getting tired of, except their own fucking born ass lies are already, uh, you know, uh, familiarizing themselves with the the kind of um, ups and downs, or rather, the, the just the level playing field of of like it's it's like looking up at the uh, uh, looking across the plains and just seeing a bunch of fucking snow across your cornfields or whatever the fuck they got growing there. Um, what the fuck? <laughs> Still, 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 there are plenty of encouraging factors about the season. One is that Matthew Boldy continues to progress into a bona fide star in this league. Jared Spurgeon playing his best hockey at age 33. He graded out as the best wild D-man by far. Gustafsson appears to be the guy in net for the next few years at the very comfy AAV after coming over from Ottawa. And uh, Kaprizov is the little Kaprizov. So Uh, one significant issue, though, with this team last year and presumably in years to come is the lack of goal scoring. This is evident just looking at the roster. It's stacked with excellent defensive minded players, but not a lot of true scoring threats. This is borne out by their shooting percentage as well, where they finished as the fourth worst. Uh, when Kaprizov was injured late in the season, we presume that they won't be able to score at all. But of course, that's when Ryan Reeves turned into fucking vintage Milan Lucic scoring four goals in Kaprizov's absence. And they, they, uh, yeah, <laughs> baby. they, they, they didn't miss <laughs> Kaprizov at all. Ah, but speaking of injuries, this is a very healthy team last year. Fourth healthiest, in fact. So look out for maybe a bit of regression. Maybe they get a little bit more hurt next year, although their shooting percentage might also go up. So, uh, yeah, th- this team is another fucking boring season. So I've. From the outside looking in, that's that's unsuccessful. But uh, from the inside looking out, I'm sure Minnesota Minnesota people there are, are okay with mediocrity. So it's probably successful to them. Yeah, weren't the Wild like in pretty good contention there for for the division? Not really. Then they failed. Maybe, to maybe. no. Maybe like like, like like February March. Colorado struggled a little the bit, they but it was always gonna be the Stars or the Avs. Yeah. Yeah, I mean the the, the Wild were, were good good last season. Could not get it done in the playoffs um, against the Stars. I mean, yeah, you said it. It's the Kaprizov show. It's it's just that top line: Kaprizov, Hartman, Zuccarello. After that, I, I like Joe Erickson because as a depth center, Matt Boldy looks like a, a good young player. But like as you said, they're not going to be many goals scored. Uh, like, they brought in Patrick Maroon to, to hopefully hopefully bring bring in the uh, Reese factor there, perhaps. But yeah, it's I, I'm not sold on Gustafson. They still have Flurry as a backup, so we'll see. We'll see how they do uh, coming up. Maroon is just Reeves' replacement. Yeah. All right. So you know, from a last year's point of view, uh, yeah, this is a team that you know they. Yeah. I, I like to hear this, Tom. What do you have to say about uh, oh, the 2022 Wild? The 2022 Wild. You know what? It's what everybody else had to say about the 2022 Wild. It was a fucking Kirill Kaprizov show. That's what you expect, and a breakout season by Matthew Bolt. You can't fucking get around that, man. The kid was an absolute stud for a younger player. Let's face it, he's, you know, you need those younger guys to step up, especially for a team like this. You know, Marco Rossi ain't going to do it. He's definitely not ready yet. But keep in mind, guys, I can't believe you touched it. This is a team. I don't know if I should save this for, or, or what are we doing? Are we doing like last year and then mixing it in with a little bit of this year? We're, 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 we're doing last year. year I, 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 I messed projection. up. I messed up. Okay. With, 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 
Okay, well, last year, you know, they had success. Should they have had success? Not necessarily. I'm kind of the opposite of Ryan. You know, I still like Philip Gustafson. I'm excited to see, you know, how he performs, if he's going to take the bonafide 1A role. You know, but worst comes worst, you still got Marc-Andre Fleury at 38 years old. And I hate to say it, guys. I know Fleury takes a lot of heat. You know, saying, oh, Fleury fucking sucks. But this guy's still an admirable goalie. It's not like he's out there putting up fucking, like, Dave Riddick numbers or something like this. He's not the worst backup goalie to have you know and it's not like you're committed to him long term it's one more year you only got like what like seven million dollars tied into your goaltending that's definitely not an overkill maybe it's a little bit more than you would like to pay but it's not the end of the world and we saw that last year as well too so um yeah defensively like joel touched on jared spurgeon has had a resurgence of his career you know which is good considering he signed for another fucking four or five years or some shit like this but uh uh, yeah there's definitely a lot to be desired there it is definitely an aging decor i think we saw that a lot last year as well you know likes alex golagovsky you know even jacob middleton's getting up there Jonas brodin as well so um yeah and you saw that last year it's a team that kind of got a little bit worn out i was high on the wild i don't say high on the wild but i wanted to see them have success man and no, ultimately, would you consider them a Stanley Cup contender? No, but they the, they got to the dance, right? So I don't I don't like Big Save Dave uh, catching strays there. His career save percentage is nine oh four, which was the uh, league average last year. So sh- shout out Big All Save right. Dave. All right, hell yeah, Big Dave Riddick podcast here. <laughs> As for the wild off season. Um... All their offseason grades have to be conditioned by the Parise and Suter buyouts. That's what I was going to say. $14.5 million in dead fucking cap. Yeah. $14.5 million. $15 million, in fact. Seven and a half for each of them. My God. Jesus. I know. It's it's pretty impressive, I guess, considering what Bill Guerin has done. Uh, Given he's basically had a hand tied behind his back. But, well, that's why not much has happened this year. Just had to let the veteran Matt Dumba walk and switch to Ryan Reeves, Patrick Maroon, which you already mentioned. Maybe a slight upgrade. I don't know. Um, they also got a nice three-year deal for Gustafsson, only 3.75 for three of his prime years. This is just basically the same team that stood up last year. So it's not unreasonable to expect another wild special, <laughs> a boring regular season, punctuated by another first-round exit, hopefully at the hands of the Avalanche. How are you saying that? Yeah, I, I completely forgot about, about those buyouts. Six, 16.8% of the cap is going to, to those buyouts there, pretty much. Uh, so, for yeah. Next it, years. This year and the next for year. For this year well. and next year. So, yeah. Uh, th- and then the Flyers decided to to hand that guy the reins to a rebuilding team. And he, <laughs> he, he fucked that up, too. Uh, at least at least not, not this badly. But I'm back on the right track uh, on, on the wild here. The offseason, they, they did not do too much. Uh, Point out Maroon before. I don't really think they signed anyone else. So, yeah, uh, it, it's amazing that they are doing, like, making the playoffs, being competitive with with this dead cap. Okay. I'm just going to say this now. Yes, what, what they did, uh, considering this out to be a playoff team with fucking $50 million in dead cap space is absolutely fucking fantastic. Well on you, but it's probably the dumbest fucking thing they could do. You know what you do, goddammit. I know that your hands are tied because you have Capri's have locked up, but this is a team that should have been tanking for the past two and a half goddamn years. And when that money comes off the book, they're ready to fucking blow a rocket ship right up the ass of the Central Division of the Dallas Stars and of the Colorado Avalanches. That's what you should have done with this time. So, so the you- Wild should have tanked, but the Blackhawks shouldn't tank right now. Yes. 
How, how, exactly. does, that, how does that make sense? We're, we're running. Oh, here we are. Take it a piss break. I'll tell you how that makes yeah. sense. I'll tell you Come exactly back in 10 minutes. Because by the time the 14 and a half, 15 million dollar cap space or cap hits is off, Kapril Kaprizov will be turning 29. You got Connor McDard or Connor Bedard when he's 18. OK, we saw Panarin come into this league and light the fucking lamp up for the first, what, four or five years of his career. Look what he's doing now. Yes, Kaprizov, definitely a better player than Panarin. But is that trajectory, you know, expected to stay the same without time span? I don't agree with that. Fuck it. Anytime you got 15 million dollars in dead cap space, Gilbert, you should definitely be using that time to fucking allocate and gain assets. Anytime you have the next best superstar in the league, you have to be ready to play now. But they are ready to play now. They, they, they're, Chicago? They're, oh, Chicago, Chicago has to be ready to play now? At, at, yes! Why? Like, even Pierre-Luc Dubois is the guy you brought up. He's 25 now, and, and there's no evidence that he's he's he can be a, a good support support guy for any young guys. Do you think guys. Dubois is a number one center in the league, or at least like a number one, number two center on, on a team? He's probably a, a, a number two center on an average team, I'd say. I would, I'd have him up there with like a number one, number two. The potential is there. We've seen him fucking exhilarate those uh, numbers. He's, he's we, 25. I don't know if the potential is there anymore. But I, maybe the Wild, you know, planned on tanking, and then they got they got Caprizo off, they got Boldy, they got these guys overachieving, so they went away from that. But once you're like, they've made the playoffs, I think, in each of the past several seasons. So second two years ago, third what? three years ago. Why? Yeah, like what? Like with with, with going forward though, this is what we're talking about with that dead cap space. Honestly, it's a bold take because you never want to get rid of a player this fucking good. But they're probably smarter to just fucking trade Capriza, get a massive no. package, oh, yeah. sign three that, years that, and that, nine that million dollars, that'd be a massive package, package and sell the fucking house. You yeah. know, Nick Boley's still 22. Well, guess what? He'll be 24 when the when those two contracts are up. Yeah, but, but then you've got assets, you've gotten younger players that are ready to come together at the same time. That's my point of view here. And that's what I wanted to see with Chicago, the, the, too. The draft picks, ready draft to picks don't, 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 don't always hit. Draft picks don't You're right. Hit. But don't always come prospects, together. trade them for valuable but, prospects, right? But the Wild would have been tanking the past few years when they were, you know, a, a decent team in the West and, and had a chance to, to go deep. Like, once you're once you're in the dance, the, the Panthers proved that last year. Even the Knights proved it last sure. year. Once you're in the dance, you, you can go deep. Yeah. I, th- I think Joel should be back by now, so we should we should move on. I just don't necessarily am, see this team success. I'm listening. You know? I'm listening. I agree with talent, except that he doesn't understand the mentality of Minnesota, which is total mediocrity. They don't care about tanking. They don't care about yeah. winning the cup. They just want to be fucking mediocre. Get get one round of playoff ticket sales and you're good. And that's right. that's and not that's all they want to do. They're a fucking useless franchise. So I disagree, uh, there's I no think, surprise. I think that's they, fun. Uh, are, are taking this route. It's not. Well, I mean, they, they call it the state of hockey, but what the fuck have they ever won? Nothing. Fucking, they lost a, 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 a whole fucking team left their fucking state to go to fucking Texas. Give me a Actually, fucking break. Yeah. Technically, technically, they went to San Jose, but that's uh, that's neither here nor there. But the North Stars, they went to Dallas, no? No, no, no. Actually, they went, the entire team and ownership group went to San Jose uh, in order to circumvent uh, team expansion payments, and then the North Stars uh, bought a new team. So none of the okay. players that were there actually went there. All right, I love the historian here. Yeah, <laughs> I, I love that. Read it. It's okay. It's a cool story. Anyway, uh, no, no. Yeah, talent is right, objectively, but um, just uh, given the, the the history of the franchise, they're they're okay, just not not being absolutely terrible, but they're also not going to win shit as long as they maintain that mentality. So I'm okay with that. 
So the Blackhawks will just be a bubble team in the, the next few years, and then hope McDavid can. Blackhawks are different. Blackhawks are uh, th- 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 no, they 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 should absolutely go for the absolute ceiling because the Blackhawks are a very hit and miss. When their team sucks, their buildings clear out. Um, and, so they should uh, tank. The Blackhawks, yes, yes, they yeah. should. Yeah, I disagree with that. I'm talking about the Wild here. I thought we were, we were the wild. We were on the two when you were gone. We were comparing the two when you were gone. Uh, I, I, oh, I, no, I heard that. I agree with the well, uh, I was Ryan saying, and sense of the Blackhawks, but in the well, sense ta- of the wild, Talon I agree with Talon. Yeah, Talon wouldn't tank with the Blackhawks, no. which which I ended up with. I think with a player of that caliber, you have to be all in from day one. Which ended up with me ended up saying the the wild should tank arguing that side, but that, now now I say that they shouldn't. They probably should have tanked a, a, as well, but not not to the extent that the Blackhawks need to. Okay. Well, uh, <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I think that the Blackhawks do desert, should uh, season themselves a little bit more, a few more years, to Ryan's point. But uh, to Talon's point, the Wild should fucking tank because, uh, or they should have tanked because it's a little late now because they're already uh, building a competitive committed. team. Yeah, so it's a little, it's a little late now. But anyway, we're projecting forward here. We're not looking at the past, not what they should have done. Uh, um, but we basically already revealed our projections for this team with what we've already said about them in the recap, the offseason grading, given their depth, the fact that there really isn't any weakness in any position. This is a team with a very high floor, which would uh, help prevent that kind of tanking. Uh, on the other hand, given the lack of true game breakers, their lack of winning culture, which we've spoken of at length, and their reliance on Kaprizov, this is also a team with a low ceiling. They absolutely should make the playoffs, but going deep into them is a, a lot to ask of this team. And even though they have the quality, it's just a matter of putting it all together and a matter of getting guys to stand up, break out when it really matters. That's been the problem with this franchise, but basically its entire existence. So it, 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 it's too much to ask for now. Um, yeah, still, they kind of have a bright future, especially after the Parisian suitor buyouts, which are exhausted in a couple of years. Look out for Brock Faber. To make an immediate impact on defense. Uh, he's a he, he's a he's going to be sneaky good this year, I think. And hopefully, Marco Rossi has a better showing this season than in his limited playing time last season. If those guys develop faster than expected, and if Zuccarello, Spurgeon, Brodine continue to play at an elite level despite their advancing years, maybe, maybe, maybe the Wild have a chance of something more. But uh, <laughs> it's a very big maybe. So yeah, this this is a team that should be. I don't know, third spot in the in the centrals where uh, I would pick them, and I am at ninety seven point two points. Um, I was able to find the Wild to miss the playoffs at plus one ninety six. Uh, I okay. kind of like that. I, I think you know the, the Jets could potentially overtake them in this division, and if they do, I don't think they're better than any team in the Pacific to get the wild card. So that's probably my my main main bet there. That's you can find. Uh, the, this is why this is why you shop around. Like a uh, DraftKings is plus one sixty, but it's plus one ninety six elsewhere. Um, you can almost arb, you can almost arb that there, which I I would do if you could. But yeah, the 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 Wild have have one great line, a second line that you know can can have it have its nights, and then not much depth. Don't let, really like their defense, and I don't trust their goaltending. So that that, that that's my thoughts on the Wild. Yeah, you know, that's right. I absolutely love that. If you get the plus 190 to miss the playoffs. Um, this is a team that, like you said, you look on paper and it's Capriza Boldy and fucking, you know, that's pretty much it. You know, yes, you got Spurgeon just plays well, but the kid guys are what, like fucking 
I don't know, 33 years old or some shit like that. So just on paper, it's not necessarily the greatest team, right? Goaltending, I, I want to see Gustafson do well. I literally said this, the same shit I said before. I, yeah, I think he's he's a good young goalie at 25 years of age. Is this necessarily a year for the Wild? I, I don't know. And I love exactly what Ryan said here, man. If you look at the top three teams that we could see coming out of the Western, you know, Colorado or out of the Central, rather, Colorado, Dallas. And like we just talked about, I like Winnipeg in that third seed. And then you look at the Pacific and you got fucking Seattle, Vegas, Vancouver, Edmonton, L.A. Those teams are all, like Ryan said, Calgary as well, who's looking for a strong bounce back seed. That's six teams that should be pushing up and clogging that wild card spot that arguably those six deserve to make the playoffs more so than this fucking shitty-ass old fucking Minnesota team that has $15 million in dead cap. So I don't know why we're seeing, like, a points total at 95.5 and, and, you know, to make the playoffs at minus 200 and shit like that. That's, that's banana lands to me. So unless, you know, I don't know, Gustafson turns into fucking Patrick Waugh, for Christ's sakes, and Kaprizov decides he's going to put up 60 and just carry the team, and they're going to win 2-1, 2-0, 3-1 every goddamn night, then I'm I'm so against this Minnesota team. It's not even funny. Yeah, I found another book, uh, Wild Wild to Miss the Playoffs, plus 200, Jets to Make It, minus 125. So I think either of those bets are good. I think I think Wild to, to, to Miss It is better, just because it's better odds. I think a head-to-head somewhere, even? Like, um, you know, for those odds. Are, sure yeah, that, that, that would be interesting. Interesting, interesting. Yeah, I, don't, I think I'm, I'm still with... Uh, sorry, I'm sorry, I just got to say, before this handsome guy takes over here, I am... I Fuck Minnesota. This season... 2023, 2024, this is the year of fuck Minnesota. I'm in. <laughs> I'm always in with that. Uh, <laughs> although I did bet the points total over, but um, Are you? yeah, I, I won't be sad to see that lose. They can miss the playoff, but playoffs by <laughs> in your heart. Like, uh, I don't know what number I bet them at. There was, uh, 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 anyway, well, my, my point was. I've been paying attention to uh, a lot of Flames media over the past couple months, seeing what's going on with the, you know, all, all the players, what they want out, what they want to resign there in Calgary. And it sounds like they're all buying into this team, at least early on. Like, uh, yes, Elias I Lindholm like sounds like, like he's it. down to stay. Uh, Backlund says he'll see how things are going in season, and same with Hannafin. So if this team is rolling around, like the there's no reason why we can't be high on this Flames team again. So I'm absolutely, I I bet a whole bunch of Flames the past there couple days. So I'll I'm give you all over Calgary once again. What will I'll give you? I'll give you one big Swedish reason that uh, that scares me. But if that big oh. fucking Swede, no, oh, he's coming back. Picks, he's coming back. He can, this team could potentially go deep, all right? Because if we see that motherfucker play just as well as we know that he could and should, then this team could be lights out. Talking about fucking Jacob Markstrom, of course. Yes, of course. Uh, yeah, the Flames will... You know, this is a team that, that won the Pacific Division two years ago, and then they, they just had the, the absolute worst luck and then some, some bad... Uh, locker room shit going on um, with their new guys coming in, and then Daryl Sutter not treating the young guys particularly Wait, well. <laughs> Nazem Kadri giving up halfway through the season, and yeah, like Huberdo, I think under a, a new coach, albeit a guy who was there last season, and uh, Ryan Huska, who I also bet thirty-three to one for Jack Adams. Um, but uh, yeah, it, it's going to be a different team, but also the same team, hopefully, as, as the one we saw two years ago. 
Yes. As long as Markstrom can be half the goalie he was <laughs> two or three years ago, we'll, we'll be in good shape. Uh, just don't be a fucking uh, scarecrow and nut there, uh, Marky. Um, yeah, there's all. Yeah, there's just a little addendum here. I'm all in on the Flames once again. Let's fucking go, go Flamers. One more reason to fade the Wild, baby. Let's fucking go. I love that. Burn, bur- burn the green. Yeah, let's, let's burn this fucking wild forest or what do they even got? I don't even know. What's in Minnesota? Is it just shit? A bunch of lakes. That sounds all right. Like, Best oh, thing came out of uh, Minnesota was, uh, you know, Fargo, which is just mocking them. Yeah, Fargo is pretty sweet. I'll give you that. That's cool. Matthew Nyes went to college there, so I like I guess that. I guess That's the cool. Coen brothers are actually from Minnesota, so uh, I guess they, they, be... they have those guys too. Is there any good bands out of Minnesota? Has to be. What else can they do? It's fucking freezing all half the year. They gotta, you gotta just play music inside. Let me check here. I, I used to like the Wild, yo. Back, who was that goalie they had? Nicholas Backstrom. I always Nicholas thought he was. Backstrom. I was younger. Fuck yeah. Um, sorry, somebody kill for me for one second. When, when did you realize the Minnesota Wild logo was like whatever animal that is? The bear. Yeah. Okay, you. Oh, okay. I'll give them one pass. I'm sorry. Yeah, when I found that out, maybe, fuck, dude, I don't know, like, maybe like ten years ago or something like that. Yeah, like I, I had always looked at it just like facing the other way, and I looked at it. Like, oh, it's, a, it's, it's a fucking bear, obviously. It's okay. just a green blur to me. I still don't see the bear. <laughs> yeah, how did I see the bear? It's a, a forest burning down. Can Can you at least barely see it? You're asking for. Uh... A sober opinion on a team that I fucking hate, so I will not give that to you. <laughs> no, can you barely see it? Uh-huh, uh-huh. Good one. <laughs> okay, I will say, I thought, and I stand by this, that Minnesota sucks from a music point of view. Uh, the first band that came up was like American Head Charge and all this shit. But I will say, and I will give them some <laughs> That's fucking... why you're distracted? You're looking up fucking I, 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 Yeah, that's what yeah, I was looking up. But, but I will say, they got Cattle Decapitation, who absolutely fucking <laughs> slaps... And then they also got fucking one second. Somebody else I saw that I absolutely loved. Fucking who else we got rocking and rolling here? Fucking fucking cannibal corpse, baby. But other than that, fuck Minnesota. I think I hate this place, Joel. I right. think I do. You're understanding it. You're coming way to my uh, my way of life. You know what? Everything that they got in Minnesota that you guys probably love, I guarantee you we got in Ontario too. So just come up here and see your boy fucking Towski and we'll get you fucking way more fucking fucked up than you'll ever get in Minnesota, okay? Hell yeah. Fuck the wild. All right, anything else? Any final thoughts on Minnesota? <laughs> well, Fuck the wild. Do we need more? <laughs> I'm capitation clap, so I will say like that's fucking awesome. Um, sick band name too. So hell yeah. Okay. Uh, that's it. We're moving away up the central. What do we got? We got two teams left in the central here. I think. Uno dos. Yeah. The only two. Well, there's only one really talking about. But yeah. Next show we'll, we'll get the real cream of the crop. No hell more yeah. uh pure hatred on my part. Hell yeah. So we'll be going for that. That'll be an absolute blast. So stay tuned. Uh, all right, there we go. Check the sports gambling podcast. Everybody else, that's the place to be. Tons of stuff in the world of sports, baby. We got hockey. It's so close. I can fucking smell it, baby. Let's go. And I'll tell you what. There's Leaf jerseys everywhere in this city. That's exactly what you love to see. Toronto's a hockey town. Fuck yeah. 
Uh, what else? We got basketball coming up. We don't see any Raptors jerseys. Yeah, I'll smell you later, all you fucking losers. And you don't see any only Blue Jay nerds you see are the fucking fat-ass motherfuckers coming from outside of Toronto. So go fuck yourselves. But baseball sucks. But baseball's happening, too, and the playoffs are going there. And our boy Ryan Gilbert will be helping you out on Twitter and stuff like that. If you got any baseball questions, so fucking right. Anyways, tons of stuff in the world of sports. We got college football. Uh, I'm, we got a potential merger, the USFL and the XFL. And that's pretty much the only things we're we're talking about in the world of football right now. Um, uh, what else? We got tennis. We got NASCAR. We got fucking bunch of other stuff going on. We got MMA. What the fuck is up with my Chargers? God damn it! I'm so sorry. What the fuck? What the fuck? <laughs> fuck! So Holy shit! What the fuck? This fucking bullshit for Christ's sake! We got Herbert throwing 300 yards and no interceptions every fucking game. Kenan Allen's putting up 100 fucking yards. We can't fucking stop anybody on team. What the fuck? Ah, it sucks. I'm so mad. But the NFL is happening too. And so you can find all that. Fuck yeah. All the information at the SGPN website. Go there. Read the stuff. Ryan's pumping out articles all the day. There's always good content coming out. Hell yeah. Listen to all the other shows. Everybody does a good fucking good job. Hell yeah. Shout out to all my friends in the Discord. If you're not in the Discord, you're not making money. Uh, if you want to get in the Discord, but you're not in there, because we're all a bunch of beauties, so you should be in there. But if you're not in there, you know, you reach out to myself or Ryan on Twitter. We're sure to point you in the right direction. You reach out to the HGP Twitter account, our kick-ass fucking, uh, our kick-ass intern that's just absolutely killing on there. He'll be sure to point you in the right direction. Or you can... <laughs> Yeah, I don't know. You could. Uh, I, I was going to try to do some joke about the Chicago Bears, but I can't even say shit anymore. So oh. Fucking get a hold of Joel and fucking he'll be sitting there with me crying. Just two handsome guys crying because our fucking football teams are 0-2. So I don't I don't even know. Yeah, except I've, I'm, I'm desensitized, as, as you should be, <laughs> too, by now. To our no! loser teams. I still like Staley. I don't know why. What? I do, though. I know. <laughs> He's been neutered. I know. <laughs> Fuck. Uh, and the Bears wow. have bigger problems now than than, than Justin Fields it seems. But uh, that uh, yeah. Like, um, what? <laughs> you, the defensive coordinator. The defensive coordinator thing. Nah, there's a there's a lot bigger problems than Justin Fields. A lot bigger problems with the coaches. It comes down to the whole franchise. I have no expectations whatsoever. Yeah, I mean, in Chicago, the Bears fans are actually. Uh, crazy optimists like they you know they're the opposite of i don't know like um uh, who, who, yeah the flyers are notorious pessimists uh franchises like that but the bears are the opposite they always believe in the team but looking out the outside in uh I'm, I'm always expecting the worst in the bears but uh talent here is the eternal optimist so i feel for him considering uh the, the charges are always like a top team going into the year and every year they continue to disappoint. So I, I, I feel I that. Can't. At least. I can't. I can't. I'm so sad. <laughs> All right. Make sure you follow us on Twitter at HockeySGPN. As Talon said, new intern is doing fantastic. And make sure you subscribe to the Hockey One Podcast if you are not already. What are you doing? Come on. Subscribe. Turn on auto-downloads so you get the episodes in the feed as soon as they are published. And make sure you leave us a five-star rating and review. Got in a few of those recently. Hopefully we can uh, keep those coming before the season starts. Yeah, and I noticed that. We've been getting, hell yeah. If you're listening to this and you're giving reviews, you're fucking the best, bro. Straight up. You guys are awesome because we got we got two recently. And we, we never get reviews. And when we do, they're normally bad. So, 
Hell yeah. Thank you for giving us good shit. It means a lot, okay? What happens is, is a thing. We got, like, a channel or something, and it's all, like, with people that technically are, like, a part of the network. And then your reviews automatically get put in there. And so when we see that we get a good one, you know, I walk around big dick swinging for the rest of the day. So if you want me to feel like I got a 19-inch cock like our handsome devil friend Joel Meyer here, then just keep leaving those later. Um, Alright everybody, my name is Talon Jenkins You can find me on Twitter Talon underscore Jenkins 94 I gotta go shock at a beer to cheer myself up I try to get through <laughs> talking with the team Bull Nation Justin Herbert MVP Chargers Super Bowl Chargers Division Not only one game behind in the division boys Let's fucking go, that's all that matters right now I, I still believe in the Chargers Thank you Brian and I am Ryan Gilbert You can find me on Twitter at rgilbertsop and I'm Joel Meyer. You can find me satisfied that I had a very good, objective, and unbiased perspective on the Minnesota Wild today. You did! You did! You know that? You really did, Julie. We're proud yeah, of you. Yeah, because they fucking suck. <laughs> <laughs> there it is. Hell yeah. All right, everybody. Thanks for hanging out. Peace.